It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready. He's taken another one, and another, and Howard Foster has stopped it! Wow! That is going to be controversial! That's a crunching right hand, and that must finish it! It must finish it! Taylor trying to catch himself, using his jab, eats a right hand! Another right hand, and he goes down! Oh my goodness! The dream is made real! Ricky Hart rocks the world with a truly stunning win! Hello, hello, hello. Good evening. That's a quick, short exit for the intro music, but we're back again, and it's been a busy weekend of boxing. Um, I'm here, your host, Kojo. Um, just want to say thanks to all the listeners from not last week, because we were absent, um, taking an absence of leave. We were two weeks ago. Um, thanks for all the downloads. Thanks for the listeners, and continue to ask your questions. Um, appreciate all the support on social media as well. Um, so it's been another packed weekend of boxing. Um I guess what can we say? We had the uh, Eubank Junior versus Abraham. Um, so we're going to get into that with a good review. We're going to go over the circus, which was Mayweather versus McGregor in terms of a worldwide global press tour. And we're also going to talk about the Haymaker Ringstar announcement with his new signings, um, Billy Joe Saunders versus Monroe and Barrera Smith. Uh, Barrera versus Smith Jr. and the retirement of Robert Gar- Guerrero. Um, but we've got a guest in the studio to it today with us, um, Rob Tebbett from Behind the Gloves. How are you doing, Rob? I'm doing very well, Kojo. Pleasure to be here, my Thank friend. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Great to have you here. So, Rob, before we uh, move on, do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, how you got into the game? Um, well, there's not really much to tell. I am your typical uh, jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none in the boxing world. I do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, journalist, interviewer, and general uh, boxing fan. So, yeah, I'm a big follower of the sport and, as I say, just happy to be here. Good, good, good. So, hopefully, we should have Mikey Garcia and Billy Dib joining us later on for a live interview. And um, We did speak to the team about 10, 15 minutes ago and they are on the road. Uh, we assume training or eating burgers or doing whatever they like to do over in the US at this time of the day. But for everybody that's listening online, don't forget to dial in with your questions. And the number to dial is 01-506-243-403. That's 01-506-243-403. So we don't have Inam with us this week. He's taken an absence of leave. That's two weeks on the trot now. No, I'm only joking. Um, he'll be back with us next week. Um, but obviously this weekend, uh, Rob, we had a packed show down at the Wembley SSC Arena. I'm sure you were covering a lot of the sort of coverage in terms of press weigh-ins and so forth. Uh, Eubank versus Eubank Jr. versus Abrahams. You saw the fight. What did you make of it? I thought it was a good performance from Eubank. Um, I think he's been given, I don't know, uh, a lot of people are making a big deal of the fact that he didn't get Abraham out of there but I think it's quite important to note that Abraham's a tough guy man and he's not an easy fighter to open up uh, he has that that very very narrow high guard uh, Eubank Jr obviously I think this is second fight up at 168 pounds so he's still growing into the way um, he's not 
a huge puncher. He wasn't a huge puncher at 160 pounds, but um, he goes through the gears well. He has a nice variety of shots, and I think we saw a lot of that on Saturday night. Um, the fact he didn't get Abraham out of there, I don't think is as big a deal as people are making out. I think that... Had he have got him out of there in three or four rounds, it would have been a massive, massive statement. And I think, I mean, uh, Abraham's last fight, he went 12 with Zudo Ramirez, Mm -hmm. who's the WBO super middleweight champion. So it's not like Eubank Jr. has, you know, he's not shown himself up. And I think, yeah, I mean, it was was a step up. It was probably the right name at the right time. And Mm -hmm. he did well. I thought he performed well. Yeah, I mean... I like Eubank Jr. Um, I think he's definitely got some eye-catching performances. I have to slightly disagree with you and, th- and say that I was disappointed that he didn't knock him out. Um, considering the volume of punches that he landed, um, in terms of the combinations, the uppercut throwing that I will, that usually indicates that somebody's comfortable within the fight. Um, I th- I'm just struggling to see how he's going to make a real name for himself at 168, 168, sorry, against the big hitters, your Groves, your Smiths, your DeGales. If he's not knocking guys out with the amount of times he's hitting them. Now, granted, he probably out after the fight. I'm sure he's caused a lot of damage. We've seen what happened in the past to Nicky Blackwell. Um, but I just think he needs to start taking guys out because when he fights elite fighters and it gets into the trenches, are we going to get to question his stamina? Um, but again, I will say he done well because he didn't necessarily seem to tire throughout the fight. Um, when I, what I saw was somebody that was comfortable throwing punches at will. Um, and I thought, well, maybe the later rounds, 10, 11, 12, he might start to time. We didn't see that. So it was a good performance from him, um, but one that I think he should expect some criticism because he didn't knock a brave out. I think it takes two to tango sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, Abraham is now at the stage of his career where he's been around the block. He's been in with pretty much everybody at 160, first of all, now 168 mm-hmm. pounds. He, I think, I was quite surprised at how early Eubank was able to get to Abraham. Uh, mm-hmm. As I say, he's got that very tight, high guard um, he doesn't give a lot away and he mm. gave even less away as the fight went on. Um, could Eubank have you know, sat down on his shots a little bit more? Perhaps, but mm. I think, as I say, Abraham didn't open up and I think when you get to the sort of age that he's at and, and the experience level in his career, I think it's kind of important for him to not get wiped out. Um, mm. A lot of people were saying that perhaps Abraham was there for a payday. I'm not sure about that. I mean, I don't know. I think the... Um, as I said, I think the criticism of not getting him out of there, somebody as tough and as wily and as, you know, as battle-hardened as Abraham, for me, a little bit over the top. But, I mean, the power could be something that, that people need to, that Eubank rather needs to um, address going forward. But mm-hmm. I think I think he did well. I think it was a good, solid performance mm-hmm. with the, um, the Super Series sort of carrot dangling, which is obviously a big payday mm-hmm. and great exposure. I think you know you you can you can forgive him for perhaps you know being content to win every round of of the twelve against what was I, still a good name to have in your CV. Hundred oh, percent, and I think you know in terms of the redemption that he's trying to get himself onto with the loss to Billy Joe Saunders, um, I think it was definitely a good name on his CV. I think he's heading in the right direction. Questions, obviously, after he um, didn't sign the contract for the Triple G fight, allegedly, mm. I think that he's beginning to make a, a bit of his name for himself, and I do think. He's actually a fan pleaser in terms of when you're in the arena, you would expect him to get booze and to be jeered. But actually, the crowd cheer for him, um, and he seems to have a bit of support. He's very watchable. (coughs) I mean, um, that can go in a number of ways. I mean, we've seen, obviously, with the circus that have surrounded Mayweather and McGregor, which is slightly earlier than we were planning to get onto it. (laughs) uh, It's unavoidable, though. Yeah, 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 it is the dark dark, uh, shadow that's cast its way over. But anyway, um, Mm -hmm. people will tune in to watch Eubank Jr. He's much the same as his dad was. He polarizes opinion. People Mm -hmm. will tune in to watch him get beat people will tune in to watch him go through the gears and throw mm. 80 90 punches around 168 pounds so yeah. 
whether people like him or not, I mean, the strutting around the ring, the mm-hmm. looking into the camera, yeah. the you know some of the comments that he makes, um, English, as he's known, uh, yes. cavorting around at ringside. I mean, people w- will watch that, rightly yeah. or wrongly, or for, for the good reasons or the bad. He is a very watchable fighter. Mm-hmm. So in terms of uh, Eubank Jr., obviously we spoke about his performance. What about his ring IQ? Did you see anything in that fight that made you think that he's, he, he will go on to be an intelligent fighter where he showed a high-level a high level ring IQ? Uh, I don't know. Um, purely because I don't think Abraham is the type of pa- the type of fighter to bring that out of somebody. I mm. mean, um, you probably have to go back. The last time Eubank Jr. faced a crafty, skillful fighter, he was beaten, mm. um, which was obviously by Billy Joe Saunders. Ring IQ, I wouldn't put as you know one of his his key attributes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his key attributes is the work rate. Yep. He's got good shot selection, mm-hmm. speed. Um, speed. He looks like he can take a shot, which obviously, mm. I mean, we didn't see an awful lot of that. I mean, Abraham landed a nice left hook, yeah. uh, but other than that, there wasn't a lot coming back mm-hmm. at him. Um, so yeah, ring IQ. I don't think there was an awful lot on display that can really approve or disprove that um, one way or the other. The only thing, as I say, we can we can look as references when he fought Billy Joe Saunders, where he, he did. He looked, it was very much, at the time, somebody who was very seasoned in Billy Joe Saunders, mm-hmm. fighting a guy who looked like a novice for six rounds. Yeah. Um, he hasn't really had the competition to yeah. to show people that he's improved that, that element of his game. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's something we'll find out in the Super Series. Yeah. And I mean, moving on, you spoke about Super Series. Um, do you think uh, he, he, he can win it? Do you think he stands a chance? Looking at his first opponent, of would you, we would expect he would get uh, he'll get through to the semis, but you know he's ranked to his his the. If I'm looking at the seedings, he should be facing Groves if he should win. Um, you think he can go, go on to win the Super Series? No, okay. I don't think he can go on to win the Super Series um, at the moment, uh, mm-hmm. purely because his performances and particularly his opponents, particularly at 168 pounds, haven't really given us the opportunity to see how good he is he might you know you can only beat what's put in front of you the progression from Reynold Quinlan that household name that everybody knows yeah, about to um, to Arthur <laughs> Abraham is you know it's a, it's a good progression but mm-hmm. now you're going into the super series you're going to be fighting you guys like you know George Groves who has been is so seasoned for yeah. his age I and mean, he's been around elite level for a long time and you've seen Groves face intelligent fighters you've seen him mm-hmm. face tough fighters you, you know I don't think you've seen that with Eubank at this moment yeah. in time. I don't think you can you can say convincingly that Eubank will win it, mm. um, but you never know. I mean, he he seems to have a very good mentality. Um, if he gets the fights, um, we'll have to see. But at this moment, no, I don't. I don't see. I yeah. think the um, as you alluded to earlier, when you're fi- you're fighting 168 pounders who can punch. I mean, George mm. Groves is a huge hitter at 168 exactly. pounds. You need that pop to keep them off. Yeah. Um, I see Groves potentially breaking him down or I mean Groves has got that lovely jab and we saw what a jab can do to occupy Eubank when he fought Billy Joe so at this moment no but who knows in the future and and I definitely I would agree with you I mean again I don't think in terms of the power he's taken up to that division I think that because he wasn't really a hitter at 168 uh, 160 pounds exactly but so now to be going up um, and to be facing to me George Groves is one of those really strong physical guys Good right hand if he knows how to if he lands it um, concussive in terms of in very terms of explosive those. fighter. I mean, he, he does really well to make 168 pounds. He's a well, he big does. guy, exactly, and he's more natural to the weight as well. So, and he's fought seasoned guys. So, I think his experience would probably tell a difference. Um, but I think ability wise, um, I think 
I, I don't think Eubank, even though he's got the speed, I don't think he's got enough in his arsenal to really stop George Groves from coming forward and attacking him. And can I see Eubanks go um, putting a lot of pressure on Groves? Not, not really. Um, I think I agree with you. The, the jab, um, you look at the Badu Jack fight, even though he lost that fight, it was a close fight and he showed some elements where maybe he's got a lack of stamina, but he showed that he was ready to fight. He showed the, the, the physical element. Um, yeah, I just don't see Eubank Jr. being able to win the Super Series. I think he will be a good addition um, because he's a name, he's an opportunity to prove himself, but I, I don't see him winning that either. It wouldn't surprise <clears throat> me if... I've heard uh, rumours that there is a, a pretty sizable bonus on offer for winning the first round of mm. the Super Series. It wouldn't surprise me, um, and forgive me for saying this if you are listening, Mr Eubank, uh, if Eubank wins the first round and then mm. doesn't fight in the second round. Mm. Um, they do things, they dance to the sound of their own tune, the yep. Eubanks. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if something went awry there and you know, maybe we didn't see that fight in the Super Series. Um, because so, potentially his belt, I mean, his belt could be at risk if you're going into the, that Super Series as well. So, yeah, would he want to risk that? Well, the, the much-coveted IBO strap <laughs> um, <laughs> probably sat atop the, his mantelpiece. It, it, um, exactly. So, and another thing, I think one thing that's kind of slipped under the radar, when this deal between the Eubanks, but Chris Eubank and ITV was named, it's always going to be ITV, box office, everyone's thinking, what are they doing doesn't make sense. I'll never pay for it. But I think this time around, which is their second outing into pay-per-view, it went on. Nobody really seemed to bat an eyelid at one, paying the money. Um, and two, actually, I think people are accepting of the quality of what they're getting in terms of the fights and the, uh, and the fighters that they're watching. I mean, how do you make the show as a whole, not just obviously their main event, but the whole Pox and Sports card and what they're doing? What's your opinion I, on no, that? I agree. I agree. Um, I think... Personally, I thought I felt that ITV went about their um, their first venture into the pay per view market wrong. I mean, I'm obviously mm-hmm. not a uh, promoter, but I think that initially you have to sort of make a splash, as it were, when you're mm-hmm. going into box office. Much the same as BT are doing with their first pay per view offering, which is going to be Canelo versus Golovkin. Yeah. That's quite a far cry from having Reynolds Quinlan versus Chris Eubank Jr. Yes. Um, but you know, you're right. This time, I mean, you had Lee Selby on the card, Martin J. Ward on the card. I mean, it was Chris it, Congo, Chris Congo who was ahead. very unfortunate not to get on before the main mm-hmm. event. Um, actually, know Chris um, fairly well. Uh, was very disappointed that he didn't get on. But um, keep exactly. working, Chris. Yep. Um, yeah. So I think this time around it was it was a better card I mean just fans aren't stupid mm. um, I think the first time around uh, the I mean the, the pay-per-view price if I'm not mistaken the first time around I think it went from like 15 to 12 to 10 to mm. early bird prices and all kinds yes. there was none of that this time because yeah. it sort of spoke for itself yes. so I mean that I don't know what the numbers did mm. um, but as you say there certainly wasn't the outcry that there was uh, initially with the Quinlan Eubank card yeah. and it sort of it seemed to work the show as itself was a good show there was plenty of high quality boxing mm-hmm. um, again wasn't the most competitive of cards um, yep. but that can be said across the board but yeah I think they're on the right track mm. and I think that's the key thing being on the right track I think in terms of the competition Look, we were again at the summertime, but I wouldn't say that was the most competitive of cards that you would have faced uh, that matchroom have produced in in the last few months. Um, but I think it's that opportunity for ITV to showcase what they're about, who they're wanting to back. Um, and obviously you had Lee Selby there. Uh, guys, to me, who's very, very talented. Previously, you had Andrew Selby. You've got guys like Chris Congo, Kid Khaled. So it's the opportunity for these guys to become a bit more of a household name. Um, so speaking on the pay-per-view, Will, do you think uh, Chris Eubank can become a pay-per-view star? Well, he is. I mean, he's fighting on pay-per-view. He's already headlining bills. Um, before he made the move to ITV, um, much was made about uh, 
his ability to uh, to be a watchable fighter. I mean, Barry Hearn himself said that he's you know he's a pay per view fighter or certainly mm. one in the making. He is headlining pay per views and he is on the right track. So yeah, I don't see why not. Um, may have to fight for a real belt. Uh, excuse me for saying it, but um, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, well, at least definitely one more with with a lot more respect. Um, sure. Um, so we're gonna move on now. Um, so we're gonna take. I say take a moment of silence, but not really a moment of silence. But uh, friends of the shows, uh, the Borg, Tony Borg, Lee Selby, Andrew Selby, um, Christian Egger. Obviously, we've had them on the show in the past. Um, last week, a few of you would have heard that uh, Lee fought on um, after losing his mother. Um, mm-hmm. So we just wanted to take a few words and say, you know, it was a great performance by Lee, um, but also showed a lot of courage from him to go on and continue fighting um, and not let the fans, that fans down. Um, I think it's kind of pers- it personifies his... Uh, character, you know, he's always a fan-friendly boxer in terms of taking time out for autographs and, and and pictures. So, I just wanted to pass our condolences on to the Selby family, um, Lee and and his brother Andrew, um, two genuine uh, down-to-earth fighters. So, moving on, um, we're going to open the lines because I think it's probably about that time. So, we're going to go up to eight six zero eight six zero. The floor is yours. Hello. Hello. Hi, yep, we can hear you. Hello. 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 How you doing? Paul. How you doing? You say Paul? Yeah, yeah. How you doing, Paul? You well? Yeah, I'm good, are you? Yeah, not bad, thanks. Not bad. We've got Rob in the studio today, knowing them. Um, so what's your, th- what's, your, what's your thoughts, comments, or statement? Hey, I actually agree with what Rob was saying about uh, what Eubank could do by getting past the first round and then uh, ducking out, to be honest. Uh, the uh, Super Series. That's always nice to I, hear that somebody agrees with me. Yeah. You've made his day now. It's the first <laughs> yeah, time since the last... <laughs> first time in about 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think... I don't think he... says he wants to fight these fighters, but Jamie Cox offered to fight him for free. And they didn't take... They didn't take him up on that, did they? So, if he beats George Groves, I doubt he's going to fight him. Uh, but uh, to be honest with you, I, I think that if... As I said, well, uh, Eubank's been drawn against the Turkish... Avni, yeah, Avni, Avni Yildirim. Yildirim. Um, yep. So if he gets through that fight, I think that's when he's due to meet George Groves. Yes. Um, I think that it, it could end up... Being, they're both... I mean, George Groves is, is another fighter who is very much media-friendly. He's very media-conscious and very savvy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that potentially... I mean, and this is something that happened with the Super 6 um, several years ago. I mean, fighters came in, fighters came out, fighters dropped out, injuries and what have you. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they build up the clamour for a Groves-Eubank fight and then, uh, you know, it's something that is pushed further down the line. Um, but no, I, I agree. I think that there is um, certainly the potential for Eubank not taking that fight when it is um supposed to happen perfect 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 um uh paul any anything else on your mind um not that i can think of at the moment uh no problem so stay on the line listen we're going to come back for the mayweather mcgregor as well so That'll stay be on the line paul uh, yeah. we're, we're going to get everybody's opinions on that so we will come back to you so thanks for calling in thanks paul uh we're going to go out to three four eight three four eight Hello. 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 You right, Tom Joe? Yes. yes. Who's speaking? It's uh, Tom. Tom. How you doing, Tom? Tom Lyons? Yeah, not too bad. How are you doing? Yeah, Tom Lyons. Hi, yeah. How you doing, Tom Lyons? Good, 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 good to hear from you. Question or yeah, statement, Tom? Not too bad. Uh, just a statement, really, just following on from uh, what Paul said and uh, Rob about Eubank. I think it was a very impressive uh, performance 
um, showed a lot of relentlessness in dominating the fight, obviously winning all 12 rounds. But I think when it comes to um, the fighters that Eubank's been put up against, I think he's kind of had it a bit too much his own way. I think a fighter like Abraham, who stands in front of you with a high guard, is a cup of tea for uh, someone like Eubank, who throws 80, 90 punches around, I think. Against someone like Cox or another boxer, as we saw with Saunders, I think, who moves around the ring, is not going to stand in front of Eubank and trade with him. He's going to obviously use his boxing ability. I think Eubank becomes frustrated, then I think he comes on side, I think, against those sort of fighters. Uh, Tom, do you feel that... Uh, yeah. Have you seen any improvement in, in Eubank? Obviously, he's changed the weight. Um, I think he, he fights longer portions of the round now. I think at 160 pounds, he was guilty of taking a little bit too much time off um, while he was in the ring. Have you seen yeah. any improvement since the Saunders fight? No, I've definitely seen a progression, like you said. I, um, I think he's definitely um, shown that he's definitely got fight in him. He's definitely got that um, similar style to what his uh, dad done back in the day, I think. Since the Saunders fight, I think you'll learn a lot from the second half of that fight. I think a lot of people will think that Saunders switched off knowing that he'd bagged the first half of the fight comfortably. I think um, that will definitely be playing on his mind and that's exactly why he's probably focused in training camp on the boxing side of his game because that's what has become heavily criticised in his last uh, few fights and from what we see on social media. So... I think, yeah, definitely he's progressed. I just think that against, especially moving up to 168, I just don't think he carries, one, the power, and two, I think against elite fighters like um, Grove, Smith, Fox, if Cox is at his very best, I think he comes unstuck, to be honest. Yeah, that's an interesting one, Cox, as well. Thank, thanks for that, Tom. Um, listen, make sure you stay on the line. We're going to come back to the uh, May with McGregor. I'm sure a lot of people are itching to talk about that. Um, we're going to come back to that, but we're going to move on yeah. to another, another another couple of callers. So we're going out to 644. 644. Hello. 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 Cause you speak. Yes, what's going on in there? Are you all right? Where are you calling yeah, from? Good, are you calling man. from your Bentley or are you calling from up. your private jet? We've got Rob in the studio no, as well. No, I'm Bentley, man. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Rob? You all right? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Thanks. He's in his yeah, private jet. Yeah, he's fighting. I hope you're having a great time. <laughs> I hope you're having a great time, man. Um, yeah, just to pick up on uh, the Eubank, uh, Eubank thing, um, I, I think he can go into win uh, uh, World Boxing Super Series. Not saying, not saying he's going to 100% do it, but I think he's got the potential. Um, if he ever faces George Groves, I think George Groves' stamina issues would, could potentially get unstuck because uh, Eubank is relentless. You know, I think he demonstrated a real uh, improvement in his boxing ability and technique. You know, something that we haven't seen before. So I, I think he can assume it. Just to pick up on Thomas Lyons' point about power, I don't think power is absolutely necessary. You know, look at Andre Ward, right? Andre Ward doesn't necessarily blow out people, but he goes away without having that kind of concussive power. And, you know, same thing about someone like Floyd Mayweather. So that's not an absolute necessity. So I do think, yeah, I do think Chris, Chris Eubank can go and win it. I agree in principle, um, in in the sense of you know power isn't necessarily everything. Some some people just need to hit hard enough, which I think he probably does hit hard yeah. enough. Um, but I think uh, what I would say is is 
is the craft. I'm not sure he has the same craft as a May. Well, I, I'm certainly doesn't have the same craft of, as a Mayweather or a Ward. Do you think that his skills, yeah. Eubank Junior's skills, will sort of make up for his not lack of power, but the fact that he's not a, a savage one punch knockout artist? Do you think he's got the skills to to make up for that? Um, I mean, it depends who he's fighting, though. Yeah, I mean, against, uh, like against George, George Groves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, someone with George Groves. I mean, the weakness I see in George Groves, he seems to have issues with his stamina. Yeah. So, I mean, how would he? How would he uh, create a game plan around that? I mean, he is obviously. I think he's got far greater athleticism. You know, I think you know uh, his stamina is a lot better. You know. I think his punch right. He could probably punch in uh, far greater combinations than George Groves. So I think he's going to use that to his strength. You know, going past five, six rounds, I don't know how George Groves will keep up with that kind of you know ferocious uh, ferociousness that Eubanks got. I think that's 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 just, that's what he's going to be using. I think if George Groves gasses out, it could cause causing problems. If he doesn't, if he doesn't, then. You know, we just have to rely on George Groves' boxing ability to see him through. But I mean, I potentially think George Groves. I think Chris Eubank would be favourite in the fight. See, I from from my say, perspective, I don't think Eubank would be the favourite. I mean, if I was to back anybody going into that, I think I would say Groves. I think he's got the the experienced one. I'll say Ring IQ. Not that he's the yeah. most intelligent boxer, but if he, he, I think he would know how to slow the fight down. I think he would use his jab. Um, to a lot to, to so he wouldn't allow Eubanks inside game to really necessarily come off um, and I think it's the power I think that big right hand I think if he does start landing those shots from uh, early in the fight um, I think Eubank will have a second second thought into how he approaches it um, and I think that's when you know we, I, we asked the question earlier and I'm about the IQ I think that's one of the things we're not necessarily seeing from Eubank is to say well how would he deal with somebody yeah. when he's in the trenches you know, if he's in the fifth, sixth round, yeah. you know, we've seen it against Billy Joe Saunders, but it yeah. was a little bit too late. And again, we don't want the same thing to happen. Mm. So, yeah, I think um, everybody's got a chance, but I would say, yeah, I'm not so sure that he would be the favourite going like, up against George Groves. Yeah, just to echo that, really, um, yeah. Kojo, I think that um, Groves has quite, he's a good power puncher as well, but I think mm. he's got quite underrated boxing skills. Um, yeah. He was a good amateur. Yeah. Um, he obviously can box to a game plan. I don't think, I think personally the stamina issues uh, came from Groves um, post-Frotch. I think he was very nervy. I think he should have taken some time off. Um, I think he jumped way in, back into the mix way too quickly, and I think he used to burn up a lot of nervous energy. Mm. Under McGuigan, he seems a lot more relaxed. He's boxing behind the jab a bit more, and I, he has shown throughout his career that he has the technical skills to box to a game plan. He boxed mm. against James DeGale, who's obviously Olympic gold medalist, standout amateur fighter, and mm. has gone on to do great things in a professional game. So I think that Groves has underrated boxing skills, but also does have that big punching power at 168 pounds. Yeah, and I will say as well, I, the only thing where I think that he gassed that was the Badu Jack fight, and that was when I thought, what are we going to see from Groves? Yeah. But he's turned it around, because if you look at the Goodnip fight, um, yeah. the, the fight he just won against right. Chudinov, yeah. you know, that was a good, that was an impressive win. I mean, I'm not sure if people remember, Chudinov took out Buglioni not too long ago. Put a real beating on yeah, Buglioni. Buglioni. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so I think he's definitely, I, I agree with you on that, he's underrated. Um, so, Nan, listen, you're the host as well, but you're not here, so we're going to have to move on, but I'll keep you on the line. Um, we're going to get to that Mayweather-McGregor, and I'll come back to you, mate. In a bit. So we're moving on to uh one four two. One four two, the floor is yours. Hello. Hey guys, how you doing? It's um it's it's Mark. How you hey doing Mark. Mark? How you doing, Mark? You well? 
Yeah, good, Kojo. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Thanks. We've got Rob from Behind the Gloves in the studio with, with us today. Um, so, question or statement, Mark? Uh, yep. Um, for, for, well, statement first. That that guy before, I don't know who that guy was, caller before, was proper dodgy. He did sound dodgy, yeah. Yeah, so um, you talk about obviously the world, the, the, the Super Series. Who are you most looking forward to in the Super Middleweight um, watching, watching fight? Who are you most looking forward to see fight? I'll let Rob go first on that. Callum Smith. I think um, I think Callum Smith has uh, his career has stagnated quite badly, in my opinion. Um, I saw an, a crazy stat the other day about uh, Benavidez. Um, when Callum Smith was first the WBC uh, mandatory challenger, Benavidez had had one fight. Now Benavidez is going to fight Durrell for the WBC title, and Smith is still yet to fight for a title. So I mean, I'm very curious to see what Smith is going to be like having fought nothing but real six eight rounders or ten rounders I mean you thought like fought luke blackledge yeah. guys like that i think the step up i really have no idea how how he's going to handle it i think if this would have come 12 18 months ago he would have been in a far better position uh fighting a higher level of opposition going into the tournament and i feel that now his career he's going to have to sort of restart again and fighting the best guys in the division back to back i'm really interested to see how callum smith handles that yeah I'm, and as i would have to say mark um i would agree with that um i would add to it that callum smith is somebody that he's a bit of an unknown but mm. a lot of potential highly spoken about it within the boxing world um and i don't want to say this is his andre ward moment but i think you know just to, i would say to what you to what your point is that he has the ability to come out and if he wins and he looks impressive actually he could go on to become a strong champion sure. in the division as well so you know we, we don't know um what we what to expect from him i think eubank jr you know we've kind of got a bit of doubts around him i think groves he's tried and tested we he's not much to get really excited about about jürgen brahm i would say the same as well yeah. Avi you know so i think for me it has to be smith i mean what about you mark who, who are you looking forward to I think for the same sort of um, reasons that you highlighted there, Rob and, and Kojo, um, um, Smith and um, and Eubank Jr. Because of the Brits, the others are sort of, as you said, um, George Graves is tried and tested, and um, and we don't know what how Smith and likewise Eubank Jr. will actually perform at that level. I know I've heard a few people say that. I don't think um, Eubank Jr. will see it through, but um, I, I think to that I would say there's, there's fifty million dollars at, at stake. So, you know, that, that, that's a that's a, a big carrot, you know. Not not the Muhammad Ali trophy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is pro- this is prize fighting, not pride fighting. Exactly. No, de- definitely. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mark, and um, yeah. So, I guess your statement. Um, yeah, statement is. Um, is anybody else sick and tired of listening to Billy Joe Saunders? <laughs> um, <laughs> puts me in quite an awkward position. I, have, I, I may have to interview Billy Joe this week. So, um, um, yeah, no comment. Yeah, um, Don't worry, we'll come back to you, Mark. You'll get that. Um, you know what? So, tactical answer in Robert. Yeah, just a bit. I definitely think um, you know he's obviously had, there was a press conference this week for the launch of the Monroe uh, Junior fight. Um, yeah. And you know, Billy Joe Saunders is, is, is a lovable kind of guy, but he's not the most intelligent kind yeah. of guy. So he's kind of, you just take him, we take what he says with a pinch of salt. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think he's got a lot to prove. Um, I will say this: obviously, with the Kurt side, this fight, uh, Kurt C, this fight being cancelled um, because he, he turned out to be a mobster <laughs> part time. Um, I would say that he was unlikely with that, but I think he's got a lot to prove um, because since really the Andy Lee fight, he hasn't defended his belt against any credible top notch opponents. Um, and yeah, I think he's, he's, he's. I'm looking forward to see Monroe Junior because I think similar to the Arthur Abrahams, I think it's a good name for an English fighter to have on their belt on their CV. Sorry, I just think that um, I think Saunders is another. I mean, it's very different to the Callum Smith scenario um, in a sense of he's already world champion, he's already mm-hmm. proven, and again another fighter with a good amateur background. Um, but I think that Billy Joe has also stagnated. I mean, there was the. Um, the issues with Jimmy Tibbs um, where he's left Jimmy Tibbs and then he moved to Adam Booth um, and then now he's not with Adam Booth um, now he's with Ingle I mean it's it's a lot of chopping and changing and not much fighting the last time we saw him in the ring was Arthur Akovov and that was a very very underwhelming performance um, so there is there is a lot of question marks over Billy Joe and Willie Monroe Jr. is the kind of guy that can really give you problems um, he's crafty he's slick i mean to be honest with you i'm not massively looking forward to the fight uh i was once told the only thing worse than one southpaw in the ring is two southpaws in the ring um so um two crafty counterpunching southpaws doesn't really get me frothing in excitement but um if if billy joe isn't at his best i think he'll get beat i really do i think willie monroe is a very underrated fighter a lot of people only know him from being knocked out by gennady golovkin which everybody has been knocked out by gennady golovkin um and he he's hungry he he has you know he has a lot he has a lot to offer and and billy joe really does need a um really does need a performance and a stretch of a prolonged activity yeah i mean i would agree with you. i do think if billy joe is not on his a game you know we've seen him struggle to get motivated um I think he could be surprised by William Monroe Jr. purely because he would be looking at Billy Joe Saunders and slightly thinking, well, you know what, he's the easiest option out of your Canelo, out of your Golovkin, even out of a Dan- Danny Jacobs. So he's probably sitting there thinking, if I want a belt, this is probably going to be one of my best opportunities to get it. And he's probably going to have to come and fight for a knockout because he's thinking, I'm not going to win on points. So I think that's going to be an interesting fight. Um, I, I hope he... Interesting. Maybe I think, not interesting. No, I think he's going to raise <laughs> Billy Joe Saunders' game, no? if from my point of view. I Potentially, gonna... but I mean, I, th- I think that, as I say, I think that they're two... I don't think the styles are going to mesh very well mm. with those guys. They're both back foot, southpaw, counter-punchers. I don't see it being a very watchable fight. I see it being very much nip and tuck, um... And if it is that kind of, I mean, maybe as you say, uh, Monroe will know that in a co- in a close fight, uh, when you're fighting in the champion's backyard, you can't really re- you can't nick the title. Um, so maybe Monroe is going to come forward and show us something that we haven't seen before. But my gut instinct is, you know, two crafty southpaws in the ring. I couldn't yeah. think of anything worse personally. No, 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 no. <laughs> so no, so it should be good. So Mark, thanks, thanks for staying. Thanks the line. very much, Mark. We're definitely going to come back because we and we know everybody wants to talk about the. Uh, the circus that was made with a McGregor. So we're going out to 985. 985, the floor is all yours. How are you doing, fellas? All right, how are you doing? Yes, hello. Daniel, I can tell that's you, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah, I'm all good, Kojo. Thank you. All good, mate. (laughs) Good, good, good. Uh, Question (laughs) or statement, mate? I know we've been Uh, ripping your your fight ability, um, Obviously looking forward to that one. But I've got to big up Eubank. Um, good performance. And uh, really looking forward to the World Super Series, which I I think he will win. Okay. Okay. I, I think I, he'll win. I think he'll beat Rose if they face 
cover. If Rose gets past James Fox, so, you know, which I think will be a tough fight for him, I don't think it will be a formality. So, uh, so I mean, obviously, there would, that's the, the Groves would be in the semi-final. Um, but then you've still got other yeah. guys. So is there anybody else you're looking forward to watching in, in the Super Series outside of Eubank? Hey, all of them, to be fair. I'm, just looking, I'm looking forward to it, period. I'm just looking forward. I can't wait for it to kick off, to be honest, Pogo. Um, I can't, can't wait for it to kick off. But I just think Eubank, with his drive, his ambition, and uh, and his energy in the ring, yep. I, think, I think it's his. I think it's all his. I really do. Perfect. I really do. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. Th- thanks. Thanks. That's what. That's what we're all about. Opinions. Fans talking boxing. Um, so we'll soon find yeah. out because it's due to go, it's due to launch in yeah. um, September. So yeah, we'll be looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So listen, Daniel, stay on the line. Again, yeah. is we're, we're we're about to go yeah. into the big one, um, and we're going to go back out to everybody again. But appreciate you calling in. Okay. I'll stay on the line, mate. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Thanks. Right, so the one that everybody's been waiting for, we're going to get our, our team in the studio to get involved because we want to make this a general all-round question. So, John, I'm looking at you. <laughs> We're going to get you on the record here. But, no, so Friday, um, obviously I saw you there as well, Rob, um, yeah. the press conference or the presser for the Mayweather versus McGregor tour. Um, in my mind, it kind of kicked off pretty much in terms of what we expected. Um it was fun. Um, it was good to see two fighters from, I guess, well, one fighter from the UFC MMA world come into the boxing world. It's good to finally see them get face-to-face so you could get that, that classic, iconic picture. Um, now social media's going a bit mad with both sets of fans literally battling. So I don't know what names for you got the Flomos, but I don't know what name they're going to create for the McGregor teams. But I'm sure it will come soon. Um, but, I mean, Rob, what did you make of the tour? And will you be watching the fight? That's um, first two questions. First it? thing, I will be watching the fight. Um, I uh, I've watched certainly worse fights in my time. Uh, a lot of people may not agree with that. Uh, I will I pay for the fight? I'm not sure. Um, I certainly wouldn't pay a hundred dollars for it if I was living in America. Um, I will be watching the fight. I mean, the lure of the unknown. Um, I watch. Obviously, I'm a I'm a big boxing fan. Um, and occasionally will watch uh, MMA, UFC. Um. So yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, it's it does have that sort of Victorian freak show element about it. You you sort of watching it because you don't really know what to expect. And um, but no, I'll be watching the fight. Uh, the tour itself was, um, I think, it peaked in Toronto. Um, I think the the first night was was kind of awkward. In you know, I, I think it was just sort of had some teething problems, and uh, McGregor was maybe selling into it. But um, Toronto was brilliant. I thought New York was trash. I thought it was really, really, really bad. Um, probably the only time that i've agreed with with people who have, have sort of crowed about it killing boxing and what have you i mean i don't actually agree with that overall but certainly new york was bad um but yeah it was very interesting to see it up close and personal in london um i've never i many fights aren't like that i mean obviously you go to mm-hmm. your fair share of fights and that kind of atmosphere is not something that you come across and that was a press conference yeah. so um i mean it it really is something quite ridiculous um it's it's just it's it's mad i mean i've never i've never mm. experienced anything like it i mean you you contrast that to sort of the canelo golovkin press conference where it's men in suits and we're all sitting down and we're promoting this boxing match and then you have that lit- circus of 
and arguably a real 50-50 fight as well. Sure, yeah. I mean, so the, you you have that and that's like the, you've got Canelo, you've got Golovkin and this is the, the fight that everyone, you know, the boxing purists and everybody is so excited for this fight. And then you have this sort of mismatch, like mismatch and mishmash of boxing and UFC and MMA and all of this bad press that it's getting. But then you have something like that and it creates a spectacle like that. And you kind of think like, wow, I mean, this is... Something that we're probably not going to see in combat sports in general, boxing or MMA, for a long, long time, and it kind of it it, it really is something to witness. It is it's it's a circus. It, it really is. Yeah. Um. I mean, again, for me, I would say um I enjoyed it. I think uh, that when it kicked off, I was like everybody else on my laptop looking at Showtime's YouTube YouTube channel, counting down the minutes um till we had kick off. Um, I thought the first night in LA was entertaining. Um. Definitely Toronto was just hysterical. I mean, it was like a stand-up comedy show at one point. Um, and then I think New York just, yeah, it was just, I think there was just things said that were probably in my mind below the belt. And I just think it, both of them didn't perform well. Both of them looked a bit silly. And it was a little bit, was oh, is it a bit too much now in terms of how much we're getting in terms of content, in terms of, you know, Mayweather's clearly just saying the same thing over and over again we knew that McGregor was going to be a lot more witty, a lot more articulate, and, and it was evident. Um, but I think London will probably be in there as well and actually seeing, you know, the crowds, the build-up um, and the atmosphere um, and probably the setup being different with it being in the ring and then being at a desk. Um, I felt that was a good end to it all, if I'm being honest with you, and, and, and the kind of stare down. Um, I, for one, have never really said this is bad for boxing. I truly believe it's no, good I agree. for boxing. Um, I think it's going to have more eyes though, uh, in terms of people that probably haven't watched... Uh, a fight or look forward to a fight in the last four or five years I think they're going to look forward to this fight um, whatever you think the decision will be um, I think there's going to be a lot of sponsorship so that can't be good because again it's bringing money um, so sponsors will want to attract attach to that um, I think for me we just have to accept that this is two of the biggest names in combat sport whether you disagree or agree and they've come up with a plan to make a truckload of money because there is a shadow and element of doubt um, now talking about that doubt um, and we're two boxing guys and we've got other people around us and people on the phone but um, in terms of the doubt do you think any of it is credible to say this is why he has a chance so for no. example Mayweather's 40 he's just trying me down no he doesn't want to no chance it. He, I like Conor McGregor I think he's a very likable young man um, I mean he's a yeah, young man he's just turned 29 made yourself sound old yeah, well, there we go but, yeah. uh, I mean, he's, he's very marketable and you know you can't help but just be sort of brought into his 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 charm really i mean four years ago he was saying that he was fighting for 500 euros in front of 500 people and now he's here i mean you've got like nine ten thousand people at the press conference i mean you can't help but respect what he's done but from a boxing point of view and i'm willing to put my neck on the line and say it's, he has no chance no chance at all of beating floyd mayweather no chance um i'd venture to say that he has no chance from beating any of the top 10 from 135 pounds upwards I would agree. And I, I, I genuinely believe that. I just don't... He's going to be getting hit so clean. 54 pounds. Uh, I mean, if he fought the Charlos, man, they, McGregor would be taken home in a shoebox. But um, I, I, as I say, I mean, I, I fully understand why it's happening. I certainly don't subscribe to the boxing community that, uh, uh, you know, proclaim that this is the death of boxing. And this is yeah. this is terrible for the sport. I mean, you've got a retired fighter. Floyd's been out of the ring for two years. It's not like he's taking time out in the middle of his career and stalling, you know, the progression of a lot of other fighters. He's coming out of retirement for a one-off sideshow. 
boxing is doing fantastically well in 2017. There's yeah. so much to be positive about, and yet you still have these people who seem to bemoan it as, you know, this is going to kill boxing, and this is going to be... If you don't want to watch the fight, don't, don't watch, watch the fight. Yeah. I mean... You've got Cotto versus... Um, Camera guy. Camera guy, yep, on the same night. One thing that has interested me about this, that is not a fight that, you know, is, is, is going to get... A box. If that fight was in May, people would not be talking about. Oh, I'd rather watch Cotto versus Camaguy. But because it's on that night, it's now become this sort of like, yeah, like it's become this like mythical fight. Everyone's like, I'm going to watch a real fight, Cotto versus Camaguy. Like, like, yeah, yeah, on any other night, that's just like a standard like HBO fight, you know. But um, because it's on there, I've been boxing purists, and now you know that's the fight I'm going to watch. So in terms of the 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 the, the tour, um, McGregor. So for me, um. I scored it two. Okay, there was four nights. I scored it two one. McGregor in terms of the trash talking. One of the New York. I just thought it was a draw ball. Um, what was the highlight for you in terms of the the tour and the trash talking? <laughs> I don't know because I mean I, I come on. Certainly, must, don't, you, I certainly don't score press conferences. Yeah, um, I, but for this one, unfortunately, we felt we needed to because it was that uh, um, mental edge that people seemed to think was going to be was going on. Well, first of all, I don't think that um, anyone will score any mental points going forward. I, yeah. I think that particular. I think I mean May, uh, I think McGregor probably had the you know he had the better sound bites and he probably in, in that regards came out on top but not for one instant do i think that anything that he said or did will affect the outcome of the fight and vice versa i don't think that floyd will beat mcgregor because of what happened in the press conference and you know conversely i don't think mcgregor has any more or less of a chance because he was able to get under floyd's skin and mm-hmm. make some really witty and funny remarks mm-hmm. and you know and you know i just think that it was what it was. Um, you know, you've got two guys who have made their career of being very outspoken, um, but I don't think it will have any bearing going forward. But um, yeah, I think for, for argument's sake, let's say uh, McGregor won the press conference. Yep. I'm looking at John and Mike, so I'm like, guys, chip in, say how you felt you were watching the tour. We know you're not, I wouldn't say boxing purists as us, but as casuals, the people that are kind of taking an interest, say, give us your opinion. Yeah, I definitely think that you were right about um, your analysis on who won which press conference, if if that's the way you are going to do it. Mm-hmm. But I I remember when MMA purists were were um, so against Conor McGregor saying that he's not going to knock out Jose Aldo because he's been 30, 13 years champion or whatever, and he did it in 13 seconds or something like that, so... Um, you know, you know he's he's proved people wrong before, and he's 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 had a lot a lot of time, um, a lot of times people have said that he wouldn't be able to do it, and he, uh, uh, you know, he keeps he keeps he keeps uh, proving people wrong. I think there's a little bit of, uh, and that's what makes it interesting in it in it to see him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's your point. Okay, This is purely from the standpoint of a uh, of a absolute Don't worry, new, no, newcomer to everything. <laughs> so, uh, but we were saying before this, it, it can only be a good thing for boxing because even people people like myself that wouldn't mm. normally subscribe to everything and just talk, sort of a fringe fan, mm. uh, they're now taking a notice. So that that's got to be good for combat well, sports 100%. in general, hasn't it? So. 100%. And he is just such a likable person. It's, Adrian put it as a someone from EastEnders going over to Coronation Street. <laughs> That's how he described it. It's the level. But I think it's that ability. And I think what McGregor's showing is, and I don't want to say it because, again, yes, it is talk, but he's able to convince people with his uh, words that he has a chance. Because 
if I said to anybody now, McGregor's fighting Canelo, I think everybody would say, what is he doing that for? Like we just said to Charlo Brothers. But because it's Mayweather, because he's easy, it's easy to dislike Mayweather. He's been inactive and Mayweather's talking it up himself. I think that mystery now and the and the media are just kind of buying into things. I think that's really helping sell the fight. Um, it's but, also because they're two big entertainers, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, yeah I think, yeah, they're definitely two. This is entertainment. I don't sure. Think, I mean, I think people can, can sort of lose scope of that, that, you know, it's the fight business and the fight business is entertainment. Um, I don't think the fight is remotely competitive. Um, I think that... Um, after maybe having a look for a couple of rounds, Floyd is going to start walking McGregor down. And when he does that, I think it's a matter of time. Um, but nobody sells a fight in world, in world sport or not even a fight. Any sort of, There is no better salesperson in sports currently than Conor McGregor. Yeah. And that is why this fight is happening. Mm. This fight is not happening because... I mean, people can say what they want about the little bit of doubt and stuff. I don't think... Even the most ardent MMA fans or McGregor fans must know how big a task he's facing think, here. And, and I'm not saying, but they don't. I mean, okay, and okay, you can only go online, but you can even watch your shows like this guy, Joe Rogan, Bernard Schwab. Mm. I mean, I'm beginning to know these guys because of this fight. Um, and they're telling you they're, they're like, Conor will knock him out in four rounds. So the minute he's come out and said that, they believe that. And I'm kind of, so I'm not going to say he's putting a doubt in my mind, but I'm looking at these people that are so convinced in what he's saying. And then I'm listening to McGregor as well. And I'm like, do you know what? Positive, positive mental attitude. I'm thinking, you know what? It's becoming a bit interesting because of that that one shot scenario. And I give anybody that gets into the ring a chance. Um, I mean, look at the wee fight on the weekend. I know it's different levels, but you had Joe Smith versus Barrera got knocked down in the first round. He came back. You had David Hay Bellew an injury. So barring any freakiness like that, I, I see it being one way. But there is that mystery, that is that unknown, and it is that doubt which makes it interesting. Sure. I mean, it's very interesting. Uh, the the, the build-up is, is in itself a spectacle. He has, I mean, people, I won't, I will not say it, but some people say, you know, he has a puncher's chance. Um, yeah. I don't subscribe to that. But, you know, it is feasible. It can happen. Uh, Mayweather might get hit by lightning on the way to the <laughs> ring. Uh, he might win the lottery. Yeah, the light might fall on him. Uh, the cameraman might tread on his toe. I don't know. You know, something like that could happen. But, it, you know, all being well, I just don't see it. I so, just it's okay so I, your your point is clear and I, I'm agreeing with that but I will say this though if Mayweather engages in the fight in terms of he allows Conor McGregor to have some success in terms of landing punches and it goes 12 rounds to me I will say Mayweather didn't win that fight in the sense of you can't let this guy who is a novice regardless of his aura he's making his debut against you he should not be it shouldn't go 12 rounds I completely agree anything where even people were able to say yeah but he won this round mm. or he was this to me if it goes 12 rounds it means Mayweather has to say he doesn't land a single punch on me that's the only way reason I see it being ex- acceptable I mean let's be honest McGregor has already won regardless yes. of stepping yeah, into yeah, the yeah, ring yeah, or yeah, not he has already won um he's making an extraordinary his rise is, is so meteoric and what he's getting out of this fight is so massive that he's already won but when it comes down to the fight you're absolutely right I completely agree anything other than an absolute shutout or to be honest in my opinion if Floyd doesn't stop McGregor then that mm. is a huge black mark against uh, against the sport I mean yeah. I think that you're fighting a novice who should be fighting four rounders or six rounders yes you know he, you have to get him out of there it's, it's a completely different type of stamina as well I mean yeah, uh, exactly. McGregor has shown in some of his in MMA bouts that you know he doesn't necessarily have the tank to go 
to go thing. shooting out of the blocks. I mean, yeah. he's predicting a knockout inside four rounds. If he doesn't get that knockout inside four rounds, assuming that he expends quite a lot of energy... Which he will need to. Yeah, and he's going to be missing a lot of shots, and he's going to be eating counters too. As the fight goes on and he gets more tired and Mayweather comes forward, I just I can't see the fight going 12 rounds, nor should it go 12 rounds. Yep, um, and I would agree because that's actually something that nobody's even mentioned that when a professional boxer makes his debut, he never fights 12 rounds in no. his first fight. It's always four, maybe six, sometimes even three rounds. And this is a guy coming in to fight the best in the last 20 years for 12 rounds. And Floyd Mayweather is such a supremely conditioned athlete. Don't yeah. listen to all of this. I'm very rough. You know, I'm yeah, rusty I mean. and I've not got into... Floyd Mayweather goes to the clubs in Vegas and, you know, he drinks water all night. He's surrounded yeah. by all of these rappers popping bottles and what have you. He will drink water all night and then at two o'clock in the morning, he'll run around the Vegas yeah. Strip. He doesn't... The young is, guys can't keep no, up with this is No, this is a man who has prided himself since the age of four or five of mm. being a thoroughbred boxer. Yeah. yeah. There, is no, there is no way that there's going to be any ring rust or he's not going to be able to do the distance. So listen, on that, we're going to go out to the lines because I'm certain most of you will have something to say on this. So coming out to Anonymous because you were able to call 141 but I still get your number. Hello? Um, yeah, hi. Zuman. How you doing? Hi. Sorry, say again? Yeah. Zuman. How you doing, Zuman? You all right? Yeah, good, you? Good, yeah, right? good, good. Thanks. What's your question or statement? Um, it's a bit of both, really, but um, right. more on the mayor of McGregor. Mm-hmm. I, the first question to both of you. Can you hear me? Yep, yep can yep. hear you. Yeah, the first question, well, question first. Um, what press conference did you think, sort of, uh, was the standout press conference of the four? And then I'll follow with a statement after. I think, well, press conferences for me, I have to say it's Toronto. He knocked it out of the park, really. Yeah, uh, McGregor, that is. I would agree with that. I think Toronto um, <laughs> overall, I mean, I, th- I think more than anything, like the whole, the whole way it was set up, it was an outdoor arena. It was something that was very different to the other legs. Um, and I think that, that press conference was at its best. Uh, by the time they got to New York, I think they were just sick of each other. It was a grueling press tour. I think that came out, um, and then obviously it, it, it came back up a little bit in London because I think the finish line was in sight and, yes. and that race. But yeah, I'd say Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. What's your statement, Z? Is it my uh, statement? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, the first year, I'd agree as well. I think Toronto was where. Um, I think New York was sort of. It was towards the end of the week, and I think. They did two back-to-back press conferences. So by the time they got to New York, I think it would, they probably, I don't know, they were probably tired psychologically, mentally, and physically. And then on top of that, they they probably had their longest flight yet from New York to London uh, in between the two press conferences. So um, with that in mind, I think that was one of those ones that was just, I think they probably just, they were half-eyed. Whereas London, they came back and they sort of um, closed out probably. So I'd say Toronto as well, yeah. Um and by the time it got around to London, you kind of knew what they were about, what you know, how how they sort of, um, how they sort of, you know, how they come across and so forth. So, um, yeah, for me it was Toronto as well. In terms of statement, I think it's a good thing for boxing. Um, I think it's a really good thing for boxing because um, I've got friends that are like MMA fans, like pure MMA fans. They've never seen, like they've probably seen one Anthony Joshua fight mm-hmm. and they're talking about this fight and they're, can you hear me, yeah? Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, I can hear yep. you. Yeah, yeah, um, and they're, they're sort of um, talking about this fight and they're not, not only that, they're looking at Floyd Mayweather's like past fights. 
seeing who he's for, how he's for, just to sort of get a gauge of the sort of um, fight fighter he is. So when it comes to the fight in uh, in August, in August, they sort of they kind of know what he's about and what their fighter Conor McGregor is up against. So um, I think it's generating a lot of interest for boxing. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, no, I think we we would both agree with that, Zaman. So thanks for calling in, Zaman. We're going to quickly run through. Uh, the phone lines again but thank you for calling in yep. so we're going out to 060 060 the floor is yours hello hello guys how's it going Shane hello. how are you doing ah, Shane long time we haven't spoken to you in a while yeah. how are you doing you well yeah man yeah I'm good man I'm good man work shift patterns and all of that no but problem. yeah free this evening uh, this McGregor Mayweather thing um, boy it's obviously Mayweather is going to win. Mm-hmm. How he wins is another thing. I heard you guys talk about the press conferences, for example. For example, mm-hmm. I follow both UFC and boxing. In my opinion, Mayweather's had the upper hand. Reason being, McGregor, when it comes to press conferences and his trash talk, he is ridiculous. He's, he's the reason. That's what's made him. That's what's taken him this far. That's mm-hmm. what's made everyone want to see his fights and this and that. Yeah, the comedic value he brings, the way he pierces his opponents. A lot of the time he wins before he steps in the ring. Mm-hmm. They're so tense. There's a guy called Aldo. Before he even started, he practically won that fight. He got so much in Aldo's head. Yep. It didn't work with Nate Diaz, and it's not working with Mayweather. Mayweather's good at um, trash talking as well. But I have seen McGregor look very uncomfortable, especially in London. I think I saw it. I think he looked very uncomfortable at one moment, did I remember? I can't remember all the press conferences. I think it was the tap out moment. Um, but even, comment. yeah, all of that, you know, sitting on his desk in front of him, taking his drink and throwing it on the floor. McGregor doesn't respond good to shit like that because he can't take his own medicine. For me, I reckon Mayweather's one on that ground alone, just seeing how uncomfortable he's made McGregor, and I've seen him many times. You're saying Joe Rogan and all of them, yeah? Cause I know these guys as well. Okay. And they're saying that um, they give him a McGregor within four rounds or this or that. Me personally, Joe Rogan, he is a free spirit, says what he wants to say. And I do believe it's um, independent of what Dana White would want him to say most of the time. On this one, I personally think he's doing what he needs to do for the USC and his boy Dana. The reason I say that is because okay. this guy also knows his boxing because I've seen his podcast many a time. Mm. Yeah, I know this guy. I've known him for years. Yeah, um, he knows his boxes. He knows, you know, Willie Pepper and all that. He's talking about obscure boxes, relatively obscure boxes, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to the casual fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the way he knows boxing, he knows Mayweather. I guarantee you he knows Mayweather. Yeah, there is always that puncher's chance, and he's got more than a puncher's chance. He's a trained athlete. He does train boxing. But he's, this is, like you said, this man's been reigning for 20 years, man, two decades. Come on. Yeah, he's not going to take this guy out. He doesn't stand a chance. He's a jack of all trades. We're talking about the man of boxing right here. He's up against over 12 rounds. It's not happening. Yeah, um, but there is always that punch chance. But trust me, Joe Rogan's saying all of that. I don't buy it neither. He's just selling the fight. Yeah, um, the fight. it's Mayweather. It's Mayweather, man. Okay. All the way. Okay, okay. All the way, man. Perfect. Um, so thanks for calling yeah. in, Shane. Um, do any, anything else you want to get cool, for Jason? Yeah, it's that really. Um, just just listening to the show, just did a bit of work. I was like, got a call in on this one. Perfect. You know, support and all of that. No, but, we appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, man. Great show you guys are doing once again, man. Love the work. Keep sure. it up. No, thanks for calling yeah, in. Man. Cheers, take, take it easy. Thanks for calling, man. Cheers, thanks. So, 041, 041, the floor is yours. 
Hi guys, how you doing? Hello. Not too bad, not too bad. Who's speaking? Yeah, it's, it's William, it's William. I haven't, spoke, I haven't called for a while. How you doing? Um, West London, re- representing West, West London. Yo, listen, um, uh, one question and a statement, yeah? Okay. Um, my, my, my question is, what was the, the last that? time... Okay, so I can't... No, I'm in the car, guys. Sorry. Um, when was the last time Mayweather knocked anyone out? Victor Ortiz. Victor Ortiz, 2008 or 2009. Later than that. It was later than that. Yeah, 2011. Yeah, 2011. Sure. And that was, you know, I mean, so, a lot of people can sort of take that for what it was. It was, it was a knockout in the books. It wasn't the cleanest I mean, of knockouts. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, yeah. So, arguably, the last I would say you've either got Ortiz or you've got Hatton where Hatton, there's... Which was 07. And 07, and there was no dispute about that type of knockout. Yes, yeah, 07. My goodness, no, man. Ricky oh, Hatton, that's yeah, yeah, eight yeah. years ago. Yes. Yeah. Ricky Hatton, that's eight years ago. Listen, all I'm trying to say is, I, 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 I'm only just finding out about McGregor. But what I know about UFC fighters is they can take pain. They can take a whole lot of pain, right? Knock their teeth out, they're still coming out. Are you telling me that Mayweather is going to knock this guy out? I am, yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I believe how, he will. How yes. is he going to... So, well, it's a good question. How is he going to do it? It's a good question because... Um, how, 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 how is he going to do it? Because, We're going to give you the answer. I, but, okay. I, I'm seeing... <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, okay, as it. I say, it's, it's a good question. Um, they are conditioned to take uh, a lot of punishment, but it is, it is a different sport. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you uh, from simple things like um, you know McGregor's footwork, uh, he has his legs a lot further apart than your average boxer, your conventional fighter, because he has to guard against takedowns. Um, his control of distance is completely different because he throws leg kicks. Um, he has to scramble to avoid takedowns. A lot of fighters, or pretty much his every God. his guy. God, I mean, it, it is literally that. I mean, his he does not box; he strikes. There's a massive difference between a boxer and a striker. Mm-hmm. McGregor is going to be getting hit so clean and so often that it doesn't matter that Floyd isn't this big power puncher. Exactly. Um, he's going to be opened up, and he's been going to be get, getting hit from angles that he's not used to being hit by. Um, do I think that Floyd Mayweather is going to knock him unconscious? Probably not. Oh. I think that it's going to be over a sustained <laughs> few rounds of beating. I think Mayweather is going to land clean, effective shots, and then maybe around the seventh, eighth, ninth round, the fight is going to be so one-sided that either Kavanaugh or the referee exactly. will stop the fight. Yeah. Purely because, and a lot of his, a lot is made out of the the size of the gloves. Let me tell you, the the four ounce gloves in the UFC, sure, I mean they're lighter than your conventional boxing gloves. This fight is going to be taking place in ten ounce gloves. But once you have those big boxing wraps underneath the glove, exactly. it's not like they're fighting in pillows. Yeah. If you've ever been hit Don't by be misled. 14, 16 ounce gloves, it hurts. Exactly. The the power spreads across the glove, and when you have heavy wraps underneath, you feel those shots. And as I say, it's more for me that Mayweather is going to be connecting on McGregor more often and more cleanly than anybody in McGregor's career. Now, I'm not saying that McGregor isn't tough, and I'm not saying that he can't punch himself, but he's going to be getting hit crisply, cleanly, and more effectively than he's ever been hit in his career. Yeah, And just to add to that, um, William, so he spoke about um, 
the volume of punches. I think what McGregor's not going to be used to is sustained attacks to the body. Something mm. that Mayweather is is probably one of his specialities in terms of that jab. very sneaky to the, body punch. Exactly. Jab to the body and then there's a lot of venom behind it. Um, the other question I would say, and I'll say this to all the listeners, and I've said this to the guys earlier, I would say, please, 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 go and watch the Mayweather versus Canelo fight. Um, that happened. That took place in 2013. So we're talking about four, four, four maybe five years ago now, four years Um there was a 13-year age difference. We had a fighter that was coming in. This is Canelo. Probably came in the ring at about 165 minimum, I would say. Um, and he was not rushing at Mayweather. So that tells you when he was getting hit to the body, to the head, with uppercuts and with hooks, he was feeling him. And also his skin went very, very red. Um, it was an absolute scoring. So I think when you say <laughs> he, can he hurt him, I think it's not necessarily can he hurt him the way Joshua knocks guys out or Golovkin knocks guys out. It's just about the sustained body punches. And we've seen that recently with Kovalev and with Kel Brook that when you take a lot of shots to the body, you've got to remember as well the stamina. McGregor's used to fighting whatever you want to say, 25 minutes maximum. We're not going to 36 minutes. So there's going to be an 11-minute period of a fight where he's just totally not used to, to, to fighting him because it's totally unknown to him. And that's where I think trouble can come for, for McGregor. And just to echo that, Kojo, um, a lot of people do make out that Floyd Mayweather is some sort of butterfly puncher and that he doesn't have anything behind the shots. Now, any of his opponents will tell you, I mean, you talk about Andre Berto, his recent opponents. I mean, this is sort of the elder Floyd. Anybody will tell you that he hits hard enough. If he didn't hit hard enough, people would walk through him. People don't walk through him. I mean, you've referenced Canelo, but you talk about anybody who he's fought. He hits hard enough and he times you. It's not that he's a he's a massive power puncher. He knows what shot to throw at what time and exactly. what to make you do to make it effective. And once he starts landing that right hand, which is the shot to hit a southpaw with, particularly a southpaw that's going to be open in his stance like McGregor has been in the MMA game, it's it, it, I just don't see McGregor taking 12 rounds of sustained, crisp, punishment and just so and i'm sorry just going back and forth but i will say just to add to that it's not even just the sustained punishment because i don't think it will be 12 rounds but what will happen is that he's missing shots yeah and you're missing shots by millimeters it's very frustrating and that and takes up a lot of energy thank you it's the but, energy that he uses so i think it's more about mcgregor not being able to his stamina not being able to cut it as opposed to the physical take it. yeah once you get more tired those shots okay, hurt more uh, does that answer your question <laughs> sorry yeah, yo, guys, listen, man. You, you guys have just have just proven to me why I listen to rap some TV, man. Oh, this you. is some serious. <laughs> you guys, you, you guys are serious, man. You know your stuff, man. We try, I'm, we I'm, try. I'm, I'm a good people. I'm buzzing, man. Nice one. Um, um, I think uh, personally, I think Eubank Senior needs to get uh, Eubank Junior need to get rid of Eubank Senior. I, I watched that fight. I wasn't, I wasn't impressed. That's my last. That's my last comment. And I don't know what Haymaker is, is, is thinking about. I don't know why you guys got Haymaker silence in there. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't been listening to the program. So maybe if you, if you guys can just quickly touch on that. But I think that Eubanks Junior needs to get rid of his dad. His dad is just living on his past past glories and wants just to be on the TV. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's a fair point. I think. Look, you know, from a, I think it's a tricky one because it's a father son relationship. So I think the outside world will always be heavily critical of Eubank because of his character and his, and his English persona. Then this is the nickname that he gives himself. Um, but I think, you know, he's who else is going to have a better interest for his son other than his father? And I think sometimes that's just the bottom line. Um, and because he is a character that polarizes the boxing community, um, you know, there's a lot of 
bad um, uh, uh, there's a bad, uh, lot of um, rumours that go on about him in terms of his character and his attitude I think that doesn't help him um, do I think moving from coach to coach is helping Eubank I would say no because you know if I look back in the last two or three years he's had a variety of coaches in the back. still has Ronnie Shields in there um, which is which obviously is, a, um, a, a, is a big thing uh, I think yeah. that Eubank Senior uh, and this is something that we sort of touched upon earlier it's all to sell tickets he knows how to work the game he knows how to work boxing and to be honest with you I don't see them two parting ways anytime soon yeah so listen we're going to go back out okay. to the callers before we go so look, thank you very much thank William, you. for calling in thank you, thank you man. we'll take it there so listen we're going to go back out to the callers again um, just make it very brief on Mayweather McGregor 860 860 the floor is yours I think that's Paul yeah, it is, yeah. How you doing, mate? Michael. Mayweather McGregor, any, yeah, good, good. any statements you want to make? Yeah, statement fair first. Uh, I was quite surprised at the size. Uh, I thought McGregor was a lot bigger than Mayweather, but when you've put them on stage together, I know on one of them, Floyd had his little high heels Yeah, I was going to say, which press conference? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, even when he didn't have them on, there yeah. wasn't that much size difference. Uh, pe- I was quite surprised at that. People have made quite um, uh, quite a song and dance about the size difference. Uh, I think it's quite important to note that Floyd Mayweather, from his amateur days, has been thrown to the lions in the gym fighting cruiserweights and heavyweights when he was 130, 140 pounds. He's quite well-versed with dealing with big, powerful guys. Um, so yeah, I, I potentially expected there to be a little bit more difference, but, you know... Not I, more than Canelo. For my, in my mind, just even if you look at Cotto, not, I wouldn't have expected more than a Cotto or Canelo fights. No. Yeah. I mean, and it's not that long ago Can- that um, McGregor big- was making one four five anyway. So Canelo is bigger than uh, McGregor, without a doubt. Yeah, I don't know about he's a lot because he's he- a very heavy stocky. Set build. Yeah, yeah, but the build yeah. wise, definitely, and the reach isn't that long either. But, uh, so. Do I carry on, Paul? Uh, Spencer Fearon made a good point. He uh, he said it's like taking the best badminton player uh-huh. and putting him against Roger Federer in yeah. tennis. He, he might be able to use a racket, but he, he wouldn't be able to beat Roger Federer. I think I said something similar, but I should have used badminton. I use I use table tennis. <laughs> Even more yeah. disrespect to the UFC, but yeah, I should have used badminton. But yeah, I th- I agree. Maybe McGregor could go in there with a tennis racket. That might give him a, <laughs> that chance. Give him a chance. All right, Paul, we're going to move on. It's a quick fire, but thank you very much for calling in and listening. 644, I think that's Inam. Inam? Yes, coach. How you doing there, mate? Yeah, right? I just want to talk about the elephant. I'm oh, good. Yeah, I just want to talk about the elephant in the room. You know, um, about the comments that McGregor's uh, making. I have to say, you know, I mean, I was all gassed about this fight, but I mean, the comments that he made. I mean, for me personally, it's put a bit of a spoiler on. And I don't okay. know what, what you guys think about what kind of stuff that is. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear you. Which comments? Yeah. Yeah, you know the comments about you know the video that he done and comments about the dancing monkeys, you know, black from the waist down and the boy comments. What would what, you guys think? Would you guys think about those kind of comments that he's made? Has he put a bit of a stain on the fight itself? I mean, everyone's looking at me, but no. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, for me, um, I do think the uh, the the dancing monkey comment. I will say this: that video, um, yeah, that was bad. Um, I don't think there's any way around it. Um, no. Now, I'm not going to say does it look edited, but it's probably not as smooth a video as, as I've seen in general. kind of looked um, like a sort of... So it's, so it's definitely bad, but I think his team should have come out and said, listen, that wasn't our intention because I think that, that, that's not a good look. If you're referring to the, that specific moment in the film, the boy thing, um, 
Yeah, it's a tricky one because, and I'll say it from my, I, I wouldn't want nobody to call me boy. Um, I think it is, it, there's a history behind it. Um, but what I would say is he said it and then he kind of stepped back. So it made him, re- I think he he knew he was saying something that wasn't right. But then I think he didn't have any real racist intentions. I actually think the worst thing out of them all was the black from the halfway, from the waist half down. I think because, that was very ill-timed. Yeah. I just very, thought, I, very for ill-timed. Me. And then the, back, the black woman thing was a bit, it was a little bit like the gyrating. I was a little bit like, yeah, you shouldn't do that. But that's probably what I took offence from. But I'm going to be honest, you know, these guys are fighters. They're not politicians. They're not lawyers and doctors. So can I really hold them in the, the highest of light? No, not really. That, no, that's my take. And just to echo that, yeah, I mean, what I, was, I would say, oh, sorry, carry on. Sorry, let Rob. Let, let okay, thank you very much. Um, yeah, no, I was kind of, I was hoping this would would come up. Not hoping because I think that, um, I think it is it. You don't want to get into these realms when you're talking about boxing because it is a sport. Um, I was at the, I was in the media huddle and interviewed Connor and Floyd at the um at the presser in London on Friday, and I made it clear to to speak about the boxing because I mean. I'm not, you know, a civil rights activist. I don't obviously agree with or condone any form of racism or discrimination at all. But the sad fact is, in sport, I mean, you can go back to the 60s um, with Muhammad Ali fought Floyd Patterson, who was the youngest heavyweight champion before Mike Tyson. Now, that, at the time, was when Muhammad Ali had just converted to Islam. Now, that fight in itself had huge connotations of Muslim against Christian, Islam against Christianity. So, I mean, it's something that has happened and has reared its head through the history of boxing. And it is to sell the fight as as macabre and as horrible as that sounds. That is sort of the way it is. Do I think that I personally don't think there was any racial intent behind the boy? Um, I completely agree with Kojo with the um, black from the waist down comment. I felt that was was very ill-timed, and I thought that it was the low point of a pretty low press conference in New York. Um, but I don't know. I think that it, it is, it's a tricky one. I think there's a lot of things that have been said that have been very close to the knuckle, and I think that McGregor tried to make light of the situation with his very ill-timed joke, and I think it just backfired on him, and that's something that he did say in the media press conference afterwards. He tried to sort of make light of it, and it just didn't work. Yeah. So... Yeah, it, it, yeah, it is a tough one. Yeah, I'm going to make a quick point on that. I'm not saying because it's racist, but he keeps on saying racist things. That's the only thing I want to say. Um, and then it's going to move on to the next point. Um, you know, I, I mean, I agree with uh, what you're saying before, guys, uh, about, um, you know, if he doesn't beat Mayweather in a conclusive fashion, you know, it's not going to be a good good look for Mayweather. If, it, you know, if Mayweather does beat him in a conclusive fashion and does stop him, then I think it's good for boxing. <laughs> if it's the kind of outcome they have with maybe Pacquiao, then I think it's just going to give the Pacquiao, you know, the, the, the McGregor fans and all the um, anti-Floyd fans just the opportunity again, you know, to say he's just randomly boxing. And that, that, you know, I think might bring um, the ne- negative light on boxing again. In that other point I was going to make is, uh, yeah, a lot of people do think McGregor's going to win. You know, just look at the social media trends. Uh, a lot of people think, McGregor's got no, there's not a strong chance of beating him. You know, they use comments like he's too big for him. You know, they talk about McGregor's uh, punching ability, etc. You know, so there are a huge, huge amount of people out there. You know, they're not well versed in boxing that think he's got a good chance. And the final point I'm going to make is people always make this point. You know, if the fight was in a cage, um, McGregor.
uh, Naval group get absolutely slaughtered. And the point I just want to raise about that is we had um, we had uh, um, Ronda Rousey. You know, she was another superstar, and she got defeated by two boxers. You know, Holly Holm, ex world champion boxer, went into the octagon and beat the shit out of Ronda Rousey. She makes a dramatic return and again gets stopped by a boxer. So I do feel if they were in the octagon, Naval does have a small chance. What do you guys think? Um, to be honest, no. I don't think he would have a chance. Um, much the same as I don't think McGregor has a chance in boxing. Um, a lot of the MMA fans who seem to, and, and rightly so, who think that Mayweather has no chance in the octagon, I can't quite understand how they think that he has no chance in the octagon, yet McGregor has some sort of chance in boxing. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't well, think either I, has a chance in the other sport. So I think, I'm, I have to say, I have to agree with him. So it's only on the basis of, of and again, this is the women's UFC, um, and also mcgregor's style fighting in the ufc i wouldn't say that he definitely wins but i think he'll probably have more i think he's got more of a chance than people say Everyone says leg kicks and head kicks and elbows and knees I but you've got to get into range but again I, I, the, the range for a kick is is quite different yeah so i'm just thinking you never know um but i think again if it's there wouldn't be any takedowns um interesting enough i saw mcgregor's first fight and it was an MMA fighter in Ireland, and he, again, he refused to go down. The guy was on the floor; he refused to go get down and grapple with him. Um, but uh, yeah, I think McGregor would win. But I think it's not as easy as everyone thinks. Maybe for argument's sake, I would say that Floyd has but, like a minutely bigger chance in the cage as opposed and to I McGregor. Think I do have ring, to say, but, I think I refer to but, the Aldo fight. I still fight. don't think. Yeah, and like, I also refer all. to the Aldo fight where he knocked him out with one punch. In okay, that was two specialists in the MMA world, but it happened. So. Yeah, uh, Inam, thanks for that. Thanks um, for calling. Moving on. Cheers, take it take easy. All right, so we're going to move on because time, mo- uh, time is going on. So, hey, Maker, Ring Star signings. Um, what do you make of that? Obviously, you've got Joe Joyce, Kwe Safiq, uh, Willie Hutchinson, and obviously Michael Vinn and Page. Who do you rate out of that group? Uh, well, I've heard very good things about Joe Joyce. Um, a lot of people uh, are sort of talking about him like he's some young and up-and-coming prospect. He's mm. not. He's 29. He has a very extensive amateur background. Yep. Um, obviously, did very well in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Excited to see where he fits into the heavyweight boxing uh, scene at the minute in this country. is obviously absolutely booming. Yeah. Um, there's talk of him fighting... Well, there was talk of him fighting um, Dave, Allen, Dave Allen in a debut. Uh, that's not going to happen, but I mean, that kind of gives you an insight as to how quickly they're looking exactly. to move him. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited about that. Uh, don't know an awful lot about Michael Page. Um, well, obviously, from a boxing point of view, there is nothing to know. Yeah. Uh, I've seen little bits of him in, in MMA, um, so I'd have to take a pass on that one. But yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing Joe Joyce. Um, a lot of good fights that can be made for him, and as I say, it's, it's very interesting that they're looking at that kind of uh, that kind of that debut. Track. And, mm. and I agree with you because I was speaking to a few people, and they're like, "Joe Joyce is a young guy," and I was like, "I said the same thing." I was like, "Actually, you know what? He's not as young as you think." No, and he's not. I think he's going to be in the fold quicker than you would imagine. I wouldn't be surprised in the next twelve to eighteen months they even start putting him in some of the likes of of uh, Dillian White, that level of fighter. Um, again, on the MVP, Michael Vernon Page. For me, I think it's interesting that he's crossed over. Um, is this going to be the trend? I think we'll never know, but clearly the money is in boxing um, and he's called out Eubank Jr. So my thing is really about what 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 division is he looking to fight at? Because when I look at him as MMA, I don't know much about his career, but he seems like he's more of a, in the heavier divisions. He's quite tall, um, he's got a good size to him. So I would have thought if he's not cruiserweight, he's heavyweight. So I'm not sure what he's calling Eubank Jr. out for, but 
Yeah. One thing I am interested uh, to see is who he fights in his debut. Now, obviously, we've got McGregor, who is fighting Floyd Mayweather in his debut. So I think that the the only reason that is obviously happening is because of the money. But this will give you a yardstick of how, you know, people actually feel about MMA crossing over into boxing. Because mm. Michael Venom Page, if he does say he fights as a middleweight or a light heavyweight, he is yeah. not going to fight Gennady Golovkin or Andre or Ward in his, first, yeah. you know, in his first fight. So um, I think... That will tell people everything they need to know about McGregor jumping in with Floyd Mayweather in his first fight. Yeah, no, definitely. And we'll, we'll move on for that. So, guys, listen, it's been a great show. Rob, thank you very much for coming in. Thank um, you very much for having me. Um, do you want to shout out all your social medias, Twitter, YouTube, everything where, where, where the listeners can find you? Um, sure, why not? Um, I am Rob Tebbett, so at Rob Tebbett, um, and on Twitter. You can follow me and uh, listen to my many musings about the boxing world. Um, I'm sure it's probably not as interesting as I'd like it to be. Um, but yeah, at Rob Tebbett on Twitter. I'm also at Behind the Gloves to... Um, to check out some content so yes thank you very much for having me and i hope you all enjoyed the show perfect guys listen we're about to roll out um so it's been a great week um don't forget uh instagram youtube facebook twitter all of that all of that is rapsontv.com we've got the website www.rapsontv.com we'll be out on itunes tomorrow for those that are listening online and um, for those that are listening in the future make sure you start to call in it's been a pleasure having rob here again hope to have you here again soon for an interesting topic so guys all the best thank you very much thanks very much with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.